Welcome to Champagne Sunday. I'm Lauren. I'm Bonnie. I'm Beth. And we're going to talk about life after divorce. And living the best the life. The best life and the life you love. Yes, living the life you love on that other side. Cheers. 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 Welcome. yourselves having anxiety because you have found yourself in a place of peace yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's um, I think mine is I am kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop I can't believe that it's going so well um, I have a lot of anxiety over um, am I doing it right am I doing it correctly am I being vigilant and then I also have financial stress. Mm-hmm. Not because I'm in financial stress, I'm actually doing very well, but <laughs> I have money stress. Do y'all ever have, I mean. Oh, yeah, like, that's one of my biggest crazy. stressors, yeah, absolutely. I don't know, I think for me, um, like, because, I mean, Beth and I had a similar situation happen in our um, marriages where suddenly the other shoe did drop like we things were going well and then all of a sudden it wasn't because um of our ex's choice to step outside of our marriages and i think like i know for me that it was a big surprise both times and or the two times that i know of and so it's hard for me to feel like that's not going to happen to me again when i'm in a relationship you know what i mean i like i um the person I'm seeing now, I've been seeing for a while, and we we were apart for a minute, but that, that first little length of time we were together, I worried about that all the time. I worried that that suddenly he was going to tell me he had cheated on me or that, you know, just suddenly um, something bad was going to happen when really that's not at all, like, that was needless worry on my part, you know. And the truth is, like, you're gonna, if you're going to love somebody, you're going to take that risk. So that's, I feel like that a lot, like, I'm trying not to feel like that in terms of a romantic relationship, but it's hard when you've had that kind of trauma happen in a marriage not to take that with you. So that I, I feel that a lot. Well, I think mine, I'm different in that I lived in such a toxic way and in such a toxic place for so many years in my marriage that although I'm not dating anybody right now and I'm not in any kind of financial distress, I'm, I'm, pretty good you know I feel comfortable with um, what I make paying bills and all of that but I will catch myself having had a great day or everything's going well with the kid you know just having just being in a really good sunny spot and having this overwhelming sense of dread and anxiety because it's not comfortable Mm -hmm. to be without that anxiety sometimes because I lived at such a heightened state of survival almost is everybody safe is everybody you know just that place of eggshells that when the eggshells are gone is sometimes it's uncomfortable which is so odd to me well I, I experienced that too I have days where I just can't believe my life is so good and by financial stress I mean I I am not in financial distress or anything 
I almost can't believe that I have a good job and that I can support myself. Some of that is negative talk that I had in my previous relationship of you'll never make it on your own or you're just a nurse mm-hmm. or you know I mean and it wasn't just from my ex it was from other people that were like well you've had this lifestyle you'll never adjust you know those things and I'm sure they didn't mean it in a bad way but it's those little things that stick with you that give you that little tiny mustard seed of doubt Mm -hmm. that you can do it and that you can make it. And I just remember sitting in um, the mediation. I was in for 11 hours, and it's all kind of hurtful, you know, because you're negotiating your life down to fit into this little document. (laughs) And the thing that really, I don't know, it just made me kind of gasp was, when my lawyer said, oh, well, you know, you're a certain age and you're not employable. Technically, you're not employable. On paper, you're not employable. And I don't know. It just kind of like, it started that little wheel of, can I get a job? Can mm-hmm. I Can I make this work? Can I make the numbers work? Because on paper, with the settlement, there was no way. The math, I think I've said that before, the math just didn't work and so I knew I was gonna have to get a job and I was gonna and you know it's just that one little remark here and this one little remark there when you when you're having a bad day or even when you're having a really great day and you cannot believe hey I'm actually here I'm actually doing it and then my little voice goes but are you but are you really did you pay this did you remember that did you I mean it's that whole negative Exactly. How long mm-hmm. are you gonna have to get? How many mm-hmm. how many years are you gonna have to work? I are mean, you, yeah. Yeah. Are you prepared like, for that time when you can't or you won't or mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that kind of um that's the kind of I guess it's self undermining. Yeah. That happens and I really on ninety nine point eight percent of the time I am really loving my life. I'm really have I'm in a good place. I feel like I'm hitting all the marks. I'm in a good place spiritually. Most of the time, I'm in a good mental place. Just don't try and bathe in food or sleep. <laughs> uh, I'm in a good financial place. I live in a great neighborhood. I have great support. I have great friends. You know, I have my dad I can still talk to. I have my brother. I have key people that keep me kind of afloat. Yeah. But there is that little undercurrent going girl you know and and speaking to your your brief mention of um, sort of living in a stressful situation um, in survival mode I've read a lot about that but my mother died in 1985 and it was um, devastating to me I was junior starting my junior year in college and she committed suicide which is a whole other spin off of a death and when you're young and I think suicide hits people a different way anyway um, I was kind of isolated even though I lived in a sorority house and nobody knew how to deal with it and in 90, 90, 1985 nobody really talked about suicide like they do now mm-hmm. um, and so I always feel like I have been in survival mode mm-hmm. just basic survival mode since 1985 Add on 
on top of that, my marriage and being in survival mode. After that, I feel like I, I'm finally letting go of the survival mode and just living. Mm-hmm. And there's a little bit of that that's kind of terrifying. Because mm-hmm. it is that little voice going, are you really doing it, Belle? Is, is it really this day? good? Well, <clears throat> I think part of it is that you get so... I mean, that what you're saying about your mother's death I, that like and going into survival mode there, but then couple that with a bad marriage, you know, mm-hmm. or <clears throat> that you're automatically in survival mode when that starts to happen because you're just trying to figure out how to keep your head above water. And I don't know. I feel survival mode is a good way to put it. I, I still feel like that quite often. That And part of it is just like accomplishing everything you need to accomplish, but then anxiety about am I momming my kid well enough, like, that that's a huge one. Um, I mean, am I doing it right? Am I doing it enough? I, I cried to my boyfriend about it last week. I was like, I don't feel like I'm not a good mom. I, I think that <clears throat> when you uncouple, mm-hmm. when the parents uncouple, you don't have that other person reflecting to, like, to bounce yeah. it off or to uh-huh. kind of even it out. You know, like even if they're not super helpful, they are another person and they are another adult. Mm-hmm. That the child has to defer to. It's a whole different dynamic when you don't have that person. And I do often wonder, did I make the right decision? Did I say the right thing? How am I doing? Am I really doing this right? Could I have looked at this a different way? Could I have explained myself a little better? You know, and I also feel like most of the time I'm running on like a hair width of energy. Uh-huh after working and getting the groceries and, you know, all the regular life stuff. And then you have to do this, you know, 100% performance job um, that comes without instructions as being a parent. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to know exactly where you land. Yep. Well, and if we're already, if when things are good, our anxiety and our negative self-talk, and I think we're all kind of at some place we end up with some negative self-talk in our heads, whether oh, yeah. it's an ex-husband who'd gotten into our heads replaying or if it's that, am I a good mom? Because we, we all have that just as a mom and without having a partner reflecting. Um, so with all of that, when we're in a good place and we're having that anxiety, how are y'all bringing yourselves back and able to actually, like we talked about the other day, live in the moment mm-hmm. and sort of instead of feeding the anxiety and ramping yourself up how are you how are you dissipating it so you can actually enjoy what sometimes feels like very fleeting moments of joy and peace i tend to write down the things that i'm really grateful for and i have y'all yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, i'll try to if i'm really feeling that which i have this week this week has been one of those weeks i i, I tend to I'm not by nature like a depressed human. I don't really deal with depression, but like I've just kind of had that the last couple of days. I have felt uneasy. That's let me. I'll say it that way. Okay. I felt uneasy, and um, uh, when I have my son with me, if it, if it's especially if it's about momming him and how well, I'll just decide to do something active with him, like you know, yeah. take him somewhere, or go get ice cream, or it's just something fun. Um, that's kind of how I fix my life. It's like, okay, what fun thing can I do? Yeah. I'll just go feel better right now. What's, that's what my therapist would say. It's like, fake it till you make it and do your favorite 
do whatever your favorite thing is today. Well, yeah, but that's probably one of the big ways you keep yourself out of any kind yeah. of depression. Because yeah. you take an it's active, like, All right, what's fun? An yeah. active yeah. step towards combating it before it ever even raises yeah. its head. I try to walk. Yeah. I, or do something active. Like yeah. I was feeling it Monday pretty badly, and um, I, I did not have room in my schedule to work out that afternoon. Um, but then I went to rehearsal, and it was pretty active dance rehearsal, and so I sweated a lot, and I felt so much better after. I mean, it just, those, yeah. na- those natural endorphins. The more you can release endorphins, I mean, oh, my great. God, that's like, that's yeah. medicine. Um, but, and just, then just talking myself down from it. Like, I, I had never had panic attacks in my life, ever. And since I decided to get divorced, I think I've had three panic attacks. Oh, wow. Like, in the last year and a half, which I know is not very many compared to what some people deal with. But I had never had them before, and I didn't know what was happening. And I learned that I have to literally say to myself, this is in your head, it's in your head, it's in your head. Like, mm-hmm. you, you're, you can control mind over matter. Like, you can control your, mm-hmm. what your body's doing right now. And it, it does. It kind of, you know, helps. But if my anxiety gets to be too big, I it, that comes on for me now in a way that it never did before. Let me ask you this because I think that's interesting. I had never had an anxiety attack in my whole life until after I got divorced. Mm-hmm. And really, after I got divorced and actually things had fallen apart mm-hmm. the first time, um, and I just think that that's kind of interesting that my timing was it got bad and then it got even worse and then I had an anxiety attack and I really had um, two sort of what I would call pre-anxiety where I felt it coming on and then I just had to yeah say wait a minute wait a minute yeah. but this is the this is the reality that's not real um, yes that, I had to kind of walk myself I know exactly it. what why you are mean. you saying yeah. this did you did you do this? Yeah. Did you do this? Did you do this? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, then it's not real. I mean, I had to like prove to myself that that was not a real situation. But that and that's happened two times. So in the last seven years, I've had one really big one, and then two that were sort of like pre anxiety attacks. But I, I would like to know: Do you have that ever before? Yeah. No. I think I remember having one. Because I, I deal with anxiety more than I deal with anything, but it's never been super heightened unless I'm in a heightened situation. And um, tw- like 20 years ago, I remember having one. I was at the beach, but it was like a moment of big life change. I was quitting my job and going to grad school. And I was with this youth group um, that I was leading at the beach, and we were sitting in a mall, and I suddenly felt like... And then I had one right after I moved to New York, sitting in a restaurant with friends, like... Like, my friend took me to the ER. I didn't know what was going on. And that's, I mean, that's what it was. Uh, I had a major one last fall. I was playing tennis, and it happened while I was playing tennis. And it was, again, it was a culmination of just a lot of things had happened at once. And then I had one in March. It was the last big one that I've had. So, really, I can identify maybe four big ones in my life. Mm -hmm. But, like you're talking about, I'll feel those little palpitations coming on. I'm like, no, 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 no. So I'll, like, get a shower or I'll hydrate. A lot of times I just, if I just hydrate and work through it, I'm okay. But, yeah, it never happened before. And I wonder if part of bringing it on after divorce has to do anything with the fact that, like, if you're in an emergency, I think about this a lot. If you're in an emergency situation, 
I don't, it's not like my son can take me to the emergency room. You know, he's nine. <laughs> I don't, and, and I, I don't, like I thought about that once before. Yeah, you know, so I think about that all the time. <laughs> I did. Today, I, I kind of had a little bit of a thing today, and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm okay, I'm okay. I, I will know if something bad is happening to me, and I can call 911, <laughs> you yeah. know. So, and I mean, th- those are realities, though. Well, that they I are, and that's, but that's one. So somebody asked me this week if I enjoyed living where we live, and that's one of the reasons I gave them was yes, because I live in a in a house with postage yeah. size yard. Yes. I said if I scream in my house, someone's gonna hear. Somebody's me. gonna know. Someone's yeah. <laughs> gonna know. I said I I feel like if anything happened to me, I'd have people right there. I said yeah. my my love this small neighborhood for that community, and I think that that's. That's that's big, but I've yeah. and I've had I had anxiety attacks a lot when I was going through divorce, and then the ones I've had since then feel like I am almost had them because I relaxed enough and let go, and it allowed me to feel all of these feelings I was absolutely avoiding for so long, and they hit me all at once, because I was able to stay in that heightened sense of uh uh-uh, uh gotta take care of business I don't have time for this I've got this going on this and then, and then when I finally sort of let go and relaxed I just had all of yeah. these I was overwhelmed with just the panicky anxiety and I think that had a but I think it was because I kind of relaxed mm-hmm. which was a good thing I guess well I did work on that in therapy that you know I'm a big list maker and I get it yes. done <laughs> and for years years and years even before the divorce I kept myself very busy so I didn't have to relax mm-hmm. and feel all the feelings. Well, I think you know, uh, and I'm yeah. sorry, I just had a letdown here. Um, <laughs> when you talked about not having someone because you're not, that is, as a nurse, you know, I make sure everybody has their uh, person to call an emergency and all that. And that is one of the things that I have felt acutely mm-hmm. um, for a very long time. In fact, I, I have to, I had to laugh. I laughed hysterically and then I cried at this meme that said. I'm at the point in life where when they ask for emergency contact, I just put Jesus. <laughs> I am at that point. I mean, I have kids. Mm-hmm. My oldest is the age that he could be, you know, my contact. Um, but he's off traveling. Mm-hmm. My dad has always been my default contact, but he's 88. Right. He has his own things, and I don't, sometimes, I mean, we laugh because he doesn't even pick up his phone half the time, or he can't get it out of his pocket, or whatever. And so, I have my brother right now as an emergency contact, and I have a couple friends as an emergency contact, but it's that, that little spark of recognizing you do not have a significant other. Yeah. To even put down on a government form. Yeah. Your contact. Yeah. See, I, that hadn't bothered me. That yeah. hasn't bothered me. Well, because well, well, no, it's not that. It's because I have. Well, okay. you have three adults, pretty much. Well, adults, it has, so. and my daughter being the youngest, and she's eighteen, but I still put her down because I'm like, if she, she'll answer, but she has everybody else's phone number. Yeah. Even if she is three states away, yeah. she can find somebody to come and be responsible for whatever. You know what I mean? And, and you're in a just... very close family, too. You still have yes. your mom, your dad, your sister. I mean, you... Yeah, I do. I don't have all that. Mm-hmm. Well, granted, I have yeah. my mom, but my sister, um, she lives... All, I mean, she's going to be yeah. a, across... She'll be on in Europe but she again would pick up the phone. soon. Yeah, she would. So, that's a whole nother 
we could do a whole nother yeah. topic on that. Well, it's just one of those. And the truth is, like, a lot of people, everybody in the world isn't married or in a living oh, relationship, no. you know. No. But I think, I think when you've had that, there is some anxiety associated with not just having that other, just that safe body. I hate to say that, like, yeah. for lack of a better, but, yeah. but that at the at the end of mine, that's ultimately what it was, and I do recognize that. But, you know, anyway. <laughs> well. <laughs> okay, just doing yoga. He's like, I thought you were dead. <laughs> so. <laughs> that is nice. Yeah. I have one kid who still lives here, too. That's nice. I don't mind that. So I don't really have anxiety over being alone. I'm very comfortable. Yeah, no, me too. I, being I, I, yeah. alone. It's just um, every once in a while, I have this just this little fleeting thing like, did you pay all your bills? It's the what if. Did yeah. you? Yeah. You know. What's the nagging thing that you didn't take care of everything you know you've taken care of because? Yes. But one, well, and, and probably for you. So well, my married life, I didn't financial things. I wasn't in charge of the financial things. I was told that I was not going to be in charge. Anyway, there was just a lot of, I was a lot, my financial stress was that I did not know what sort of financial stress I was supposed to be in, um, <laughs> in my marriage. So it wasn't that, but there were so many other things going on in the marriage to keep me ramped up and always sort of at that place of anxiety that now when all of those things are taken care of, I still have that in the back of my head going, what have I missed? Well, I'm feeling, com- I'm feeling missed. comfortable. So, what did I forget? How do I have this space to be peaceful and quiet? Because shouldn't it be filled with X, Y, Z and 1 through 10 because it was in the past? And I think that's mine. I, in the past, I would never allow myself to relax, that time to relax. and enjoy yes. because I was always waiting for the next mm-hmm. well, and you talk about three y'all, circuit. You talked, y'all both marriage. talked a little bit earlier about filling that space by doing things, by avoidance. And that has been my common practice is that even on this side of things, when things get quiet and peaceful, when I should be like, okay, let's work on that nice calming art project or whatever it is I have going on. I grab my keys and my purse and I leave the house because I'm feeling that anxiety of not having any anxiety. That's not crazy. And so I'll leave and go find something to do. Yeah. Or I don't. I don't always do the things I need to do. No. That's what, yeah. Yes. It's, yes. It's stuff, exactly. It's stuff that I just know will make me happier in the right. moment. Right. Well, like I took myself on a date the other day. I was feeling overwhelmed. There were just. I, it was a moment when I. I am a people person. I may have spoken about this already, but I had just reached a moment where there were too many people around me, and I needed that rare moment of calm. Mm-hmm. So I just like left. I left and went yeah. shopping. Which See, doesn't even bring me joy. I don't even like shopping. I don't like but shopping I was like, at least either, I can be somewhere else. Well, that's it. I'll, I mean, I'll let's go. I'll go to dinner. I'll. I mean, I'll do. I'll go. I'll go to Target and wander. I'll do anything to avoid being in that in this space, which is weird to me because I love my house and my space, and I have plenty of art projects to work on. But it. I don't know. It's just that place of peace sometimes feels very uncomfortable. So. Yeah, I always feel like, okay. Can it really be this good? Yeah. Okay, and I'm going to use this word that I hate, this word, the word deserve. Yeah. But sometimes I feel like, do I deserve this? Do I deserve to have this really, this house that I love, an old house that nobody else wanted to live in an old house with me? Um, And 
that I've painted and I have it decorated kind of eclectically is what I would like to say gently. Um, and <laughs> you know, I have a good job. I have a job that affords me to do fun things with my daughter and you know, have chicken salad chick when I want it. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, there's something to be said for that. I know, but I always, there's that little thing because I have this holdover from sort of the negative mm. and the anxiety and the eggshells from my marriage that makes me think, are you doing it? Are you really doing it? Are you doing it well? Are you doing it well enough? Mm-hmm. Have you, is this, you know? But in that same kind of way, when y'all are in this anxiety and kind of piggyback, piggybacking on our episode a couple of times ago where we talked about living in the moment mm-hmm. and in the here and now, this anxiety, I, I have I've been trying to be more conscious of that talk that we had mm-hmm. and when I'm feeling kind of overwhelmed in my house when I absolutely shouldn't be stopping and just sitting and allowing myself to feel those feelings acknowledge that I'm feeling uncomfortable where it came from and letting it go but not allowing myself to leave it mm-hmm. right. leave the house I'm not allowing myself to leave them I'm making myself stop and feel it mm-hmm. and let it and then and then I it's almost like it just kind of helps me redirect and let go of that past a little more that was still haunting me mm-hmm. yeah I think um I think I do better and I have less anxiety when I have something really good to look forward to like um like a trip or um or a big a big party like if I if I know there's something coming up that I can work toward it, it for some reason it diminishes it a bit for me I don't know yeah. what that's about. Futurizing? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> Which isn't quite living in the here and no. now, but still a good strategy. But I like, I don't know. <laughs> it helps that's, me get through yeah. that. It just helps me get yeah. through that. Well, that then I wonder if it helps you acknowledge that where you are now is not forever. Right. Yeah. You have things yeah. to look forward to. Yeah. I do journaling, you know, every day. And so a lot of that just kind of gets it out. Mm-hmm. Once it's out of me and on paper. Then it's good. And then, you know, I, I think I mentioned I go back every once in a while and look at it and think, oh, I'm so much better than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's sort of that, you know, if you feel like you have it bad. Mm-hmm. Just look at how bad you used about, to have it. I was going to say, well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, but seriously, seriously yeah. think about how far you've come yeah. from, you know, I know the first time my ex said, we're just going to have to get a divorce. And I was so crushed because I couldn't even visualize what that would be because that was not what I wanted. To now, and I'm in year seven of divorce, and I'm like, if I had known then, when he first mentioned it, that I could, yes, indeed, do this and do it well Mm -hmm. and have a comfortable life and my kids would still want to hang around me and want to come home and be at my house and, you know, and they would, quote, unquote, survive the divorce or whatever, you know, <laughs> we all have that anxiety, will they survive the divorce? But um, if I had known that, I would have been, I think I could have embraced it a little more and, like, had less anxiety if I had known it is going to work out and mm-hmm. it is going to be vastly so much better, just the atmosphere in my house, even when I have anxiety. The atmosphere in my house is a hundred times better than it oh. was without oh, anxiety yeah. in my house mm-hmm. with my ex. 
Yep. All right, so the very first day, just because that brings up, the very first day you ever considered divorce, if you had been able to live one day in this life where we are right this minute, would you have waited as long? Yeah. Or would you have gone, oh, heck yeah, that's what I'm, you know, would you have been able to acknowledge the, where you really were then? Because I think, you know, I think we all stayed a really long time. It, so, it, yes, I think that 75% yes, I would have been like, absolutely, this is, this is great. I, so everything else is better. I don't think that that 25% of me could have been without my kid for the length of time that I have to be without him now because of custody. Because oh, yeah. yeah. he was he was little, he was younger. Yeah. And um, it's still hard. Like, so, summer custody-wise is uh, week on, week off for me. Oh, so a whole week is is difficult, even yeah. even at his age now. But, um, but I, I think it would have been very unmanageable when I very first started well, thinking I, about and it. And I wonder if, I don't know, I guess it would depend. If, if my ex-husband, if I had divorced him when I originally thought, if he would have not had the kids, you yeah, know, the way he really right. didn't have the kids. So, I mean, I, I have my kids all the time. They never, I mean, they just very, just maybe a very few handful of times stayed with him. So if we really didn't have to have a custody thing, mm-hmm. I'd have absolutely done it. But if I had to know they were safe, you're mm-hmm. right. No matter what, if I had to know that, try if I had to have the anxiety of whether they were safe or not because of his alcoholism, I don't know that I'd have been able to step out. And I had, I remember, so the the first time I guess was like four years ago when I really legitimately started thinking about it, and um, I I remember at that time again my my child was like five, and I remember. Oh, am I putting my hand on my lip? I'm sorry. <laughs> Sound. Um, uh, I remember not thinking, I don't want him to have step-parents. But I'm like, I have great step I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm a child divorced. I have wonderful step-parents who care about me, and I've had great experiences with them. They're my friends. So I got to a point where I was like, no, that's that's going to be okay. Like, you can get past that. Well, so. I, I, I'm worried about my kids not having their father in their lives because there's so many statistics out there about kids who grow out, grow up without their dads mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. But then it was like, but is the alcoholic dad that much better? And they'll have my dad and their uncle and like, you know what I mean? Trying who, who are the men in the, this teacher and this coach and trying to think, okay, I can't, I can't stay for that because it's, it's not better. I kind of had that. I had a combination of both of those because when, um, first contemplated the divorce my child was very young um I also contemplated who you know the statistics of divorced families and then the statistics of not having a father figure for girls you would think it would be better but it's not Mm -hmm. it's much worse for girls than it is for for boys but my my boy child suffered I think the most in the divorce because he never had um, attention from his father and quality time with his father. The only good part of the divorce for my younger child is she was, you know, he was court ordered to have time with her. So she actually has a relationship with him. It turned out to be a good thing. Um, You know, when I was weighing out all those statistics and how my kids would fall within the divorce and how I would land in the divorce. 
I think if I had had one day of looking at my life now, I would have been like going to U-Haul and buying mm-hmm. brown boxes and packing everything up. Um, because even though we had a father in the home, he was not engaged. He was not mm-hmm. in the home. He was, you know. And so I think it would have been better for everybody had it happened. But, you know, that's that's hindsight. And, you know, that's really not living in the moment. But no. I do think that um, a lot of my anxiety stemmed from not making that decision. You know, when you're on one side of the fence or the other, your life is pretty clear. When you put yourself on that fence, then, oh, yeah. you know, the water gets really You start making that escape plan. And you're trying to think, should I do it? Should I not do it? Yeah. You weigh out all those little things, and it only increases your anxiety. And I was on that fence for a good 10 years. Yeah. And I just think, I look back and think, what were you thinking? But, you know, I keep telling myself and my therapist, you did the best that you could with the information that you had at the time. You know. Yeah. And, well, and, that's, and I think that, because I stayed for 10 years, but I have no regrets. I mean, I may regret sometimes staying for that long, but I don't feel like I left too early. I feel like I did absolutely everything under the sun to save my marriage, to save my family, to get my husband the mm. help that he needed with his alcoholism. I, there was, I can't think of one more thing I could possibly have done to have saved any of it. Well, I think I gave it 110%. Yeah. I, I think I did every little thing, including rubbing his back when he was crying over his mistress who wouldn't jump <laughs> on the back of his motorcycle and ride into the sunset. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, I think, you know, when I say that, I can roll my eyes and say, I did everything <laughs> I could think of. And But, you know, what you learn at the end of the day, which I knew in my brain, but I did not know to my heart, is if a person has an addiction or has any kind of problem that they refuse to acknowledge, you can run yourself into the ground mm-hmm. trying to fix the situation, but until the person with... The problem mm-hmm. tries to fix themselves. You're just spinning your wheels, yeah. and I did that for way too long. You know, he would do just enough every three months to say, "Okay, he's trying to hurt me." You know, do I give up? Do I not give up? It's just, you know, I think, and I think most of my anxiety now is just from the negative current, I guess, that ran through my marriage that I was not. Well, and when your ex, I mean, Bonnie, you have a unique situation in that um, your ex-husband passed away. When your ex is still very much present in your child's life, they have to be present in your life. And that can be, that can cause an immense amount of anxiety. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, because you can't, there's no no way for y'all to truly go cold turkey. You can't distance yourself. You can't set a big enough boundary because they're going to press through it because you have to discuss your kid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's true. That can be another topic for another day. The conversations, the lack of communication or communication form that you choose or is chosen for you. (laughs) 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 Anyway... Well, but I think we all have really great lives right now. 
Oh yeah, well, and we I just have, need to celebrate that. And yeah, all the yeah, and to take turn time to celebrate this, the life that we've ended up in has been mine has been great. In fact, I just every once in a while, and while I'm in that peaceful place, it's like wow, I get to create art. I get to have all of these friends. I get this unique relationship with my kids. I get mm-hmm. this house. I mean, all of these things that I have been blessed are true blessings for me. And I am just grateful beyond belief. Mm-hmm. Well, my blessings far outweigh yeah. the small amount yeah. of anxiety that I have over things that I let build up in my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, because truly, I am living the life that I love right now. I would like to have a little more art in my life and creativity. And a little, yeah. just yeah, a got, little less I got that work. in spades. I just need more money. <laughs> <laughs> If I had if I had a little more money, I'd be doing really well. We need to well. have a whole episode on chasing chasing the money. Yeah, yeah. Because I felt like I had gotten into that to relieve my stress over my perceived money problems, <laughs> and, and it can it can ruin your joy. Yeah. When you really press forward on it, but I I just think I am very lucky to be sitting where I am and have great friends. And have a great outlet. I feel like talking this through is a great outlet. I feel like walking is a great outlet. And we walk together. And I, I feel like I truly have been blessed with this life after the divorce. And I hope that other people can feel that way. But, you know, I've been doing this almost seven years. It hadn't been easy. Not every day has been the bluebird of happiness flying around. But... <laughs> I think if you just keep pressing forward and you do look on the good side and see all your blessings and you can name your blessings, that kind of helps. Yeah, that, that little negativity river will continue to dry up the further well, out. Well, the that Blue we Bird get. of Happiness can drink out of that every once in a while. She can poop in it and move yes. on. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe yeah. So. All right, well, anything else? No, I don't think so. All right, so what are y'all going to do? I know we actually had to meet a little different day than we usually do. So um, instead of what are you doing this week to live a life you love, what will you do the next week? Like name something coming up that you're looking forward to, even this month. I'm trying to have a girlfriend's night, like a a big porch sit with with my girlfriends. Yay. Um, Hopefully next weekend if I can get it worked out. Well, that sounds great. Very bad. Well, we all crew. do, but like, well, it, you know, the big crew. I'll be out of town. Everybody yeah. else who goes to church with us. <laughs> what? And I'll be out of town. So oh, you'll feel free to borrow my porch oh. or my furniture. You can set it up in your front yard. We uh-huh. just sprawl it all out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where are you going? Um, I'm looking forward to a trip with my daughter. Yeah, me. That's, that's now, fine, too. And I have had money anxiety over <laughs> it. <laughs> but I think it's going to all work out. So, you know, I think it's a lifetime adventure for for us to travel. I love traveling with my mother. And so I think it's a, it'll be a good and joyful time once we get everything nailed down. Well, and that's, well unless you're going with a group. So I'm taking mm-hmm. my daughter and it, we're going just us two. And I'm having a lot of anxiety over us figuring out how to navigate. Where are you going? Oh, you'll be good. Going to Italy and oh, Germany. Right. You'll be okay. Oh, I, I will be. Yes, yeah. and we'll. But you know, still creating that yeah. little. What? What? It, what? What am I doing? <laughs> so, 
so. But I'm, I'm look, really looking forward to stepping out in that adventure with her and I. That's so fun. Y'all pray for me on the group tour. <laughs> I'm not really a group yeah, tour person. I hear, you. I hear that loud and clear. I took, I took, a, I took my theater um, students to a bunch of theater students and a few of them to New York like two weeks ago. And as soon as we got out of the hotel, I was like, Rivers, as you're going downtown, Rivers on your right. Bye. <laughs> and one, one of them was like, I feel like, Lauren, you're like a mama eagle. And you just dropped us, and you're like, good luck. <laughs> like, like, that's the way you got to get to know the city. Just walk around. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah, I get to do New York this next weekend. Not this fun, weekend, fun, but the next one. I just love exploring. Travel is like. Travel is. Travel feeds my soul. It's going to take me, it'll probably take a month to sort of not get over it because you don't get over travel but to just process having been gone like I'm oh no I was only in New York I can live on a high after that I was in New York for four days four days yeah how many shows did you see four I saw I saw as many (laughs) as I could well it's what you know that's what I did last time so it was really fun to watch Tony Awards because I had already seen everything but like the second I walked back in my house I was ready to go again Mm -hmm. like I I am meant to just leave (laughs) Yes, just be gone. You just need a backpack all the time. I'm built for all it. All the time. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Well, good. Good. Well, okay. Have a good week. Yes. Thank y'all for joining us for Champagne Sunday. See you next week, See girl. See you next week. Yeah. Cheers. Have a good week. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers.